if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hello and welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. Today, Jade and I are joined by Jay Shipton from Triple M. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Jade's a little bit nervous having a real, actual audio star in the podcast. I love radio voices, man. I have such a thing about that radio voice because I've got an annoying high-pitched yet sort of monotonous kind of voice. Radio voices are just so cool. Do you think I have a radio voice? Dude, as soon as you talk, it's like your your voice floods my ears. Like It's like when the mayor or like Paul O'Connor, you know, yeah, there's some yeah. people when they talk, yeah. it floods. See, Paul and... I don't know how to explain that. Paul O'Connor and the mayor are both radio men. And obviously I know them too because I work in radio. But I was always told back in the day that I never had the voice for radio. Dude, no, you do. It's like, or maybe it's just because it's a familiar voice. I don't know, but. Well, you have been in radio for almost 30 years now. Long time. So it's become pretty native to Mackay to Mm. hear you on airwaves. But it is, it's just like a kind of polished, warm, sort of sounding voice. Like it's just not grating or, I don't know, radio voices are different. And it's probably so practiced, you wouldn't even, it's like you turn it on or off. That's probably just how you always are. I always talk about it. It's funny because you go to shops. Is this your normal voice? Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like when we, when we record in the show and, and, Probably for example now, I think my subconscious mind is like, speak clearly. and But you so you project it a little bit, but this is exactly how I talk. Okay. And then people go, you sound exactly like you do on the radio. I'm like, it's mm, <laughs> probably a reason for that because <laughs> that's how I talk. So this is also exactly how I talk. And that's yeah. part of the problem that we have. But, you know, we just keep on trucking anyway. Yeah, you can't even really do like a makeover on your voice. Well, I suppose people probably can. Would you want to do that? I wouldn't mind cleaning up the language a little bit sometimes. That last one where we did the big swears and stuff, I felt really bad about it. I saw that episode. (laughs) I saw an episode with the big swears. You know what they say about people who swear? Highly intelligent. (laughs) We'll take it. It's it's true. true It's a fact. I Google. I spend spend far too much time on Google. (laughs) You're in radio. That's like part of the job, right? It's research. I love it. Okay. Okay, so let's dive into that. When you started out on radio, like we said, it was nearly 30 years ago. Why did you get into the industry? What drew you to radio? I was a five-year-old kid and my mum bought me. And forever in a day, I always said, like, how does that guy get on the radio? Like, he's coming from a speaker. How do I do this? Um, And I remember vividly when my mum gave me my uh, first radio at the age of five for Christmas. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Oh, dude, that's so cool. So the radio my mum got me, I still have to this day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I collect them. But it's just been a, a passion for me, so it's not necessarily a job. And is it something where, like, you directly went into it or did you tool around with a few other things first or was it, like, radio from start to finish? Well, through high school, we had um, the school counsellors and parents um, and some family And members. I bet they went, yes, become a radio announcer, Jay. Uh, what a fantastic career. If only they did say Set that. Set for life. <laughs> if only they did say that. Um, but it was more, you know, you got to find something job. more safe, more, you know, approachable. And I thought, okay, well, I'll do that. I did retail on the side, but I still dabbled in radio on, on the side. So I was doing two just mm-hmm. to see if I, I liked what I wanted to do and um, it it just the cards fell in my favour and I I got into community radio at sixteen, which is voluntary, 
Um, so I was going there late nights and doing the and weekend there's shifts. There's nothing and, wrong. That shows you that you actually really love what you're doing. Yeah. Like when you're volunteering to do yeah. it. Passion. You just, yeah, because yeah. you want to. I was the same thing when I first started out. I was doing my degree and I was like a receptionist at some place. But I would do marketing for like Mars, yeah. like local yeah. charity, yeah. because I just wanted to do marketing yeah. and loved animals. So like what But then you it gives you life? more skills, right, to go into when you yeah. get to where you want to get to, to do. Especially in creative industries. Yeah. It's so hard for yeah. people to get a toehold. And, yep. and I always say when I interview people, like, you know, it's, you know, I'm looking for someone who's got a little bit of skill set already. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do I get that if I'm not employed? It's like volunteer. Yeah. And one thing that I was told as well, um, people are always trying to get to the top faster. Mm. But I actually found the journey a whole lot easier, like going into community radio and then learning um, the first promotions gig and being a shit kicker and yeah. all that sort of stuff in big radio stations. And I said yes to everything just to get to where I got to today. And I think that's more important. You you appreciate like how things operate yeah. where oh, everyone know so is much more. placed yeah. mm. you know, and, and their value of their roles yeah. all the way through yeah. because it's not just you and Dave on the radio in the morning by yourself sitting in, in a room. It's a whole team that makes that happen. Whole team. And like even we've got a young girl who just started with us um, recently, Shakira, who drives our Triple M vehicle. Never done radio before. Great personality. Sometimes she's like, oh, you know, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? I've been in that position. Yeah. So I say to her daily, how's it all going? Are you okay? Do you need help with this? Because sometimes it can be daunting in any industry going into a job going, shit, how am I going to handle this? So if you've got somebody who's been there before, it's a really good, yeah, really good helping. And as a boss too, it just means you can relate better to that yeah. person yep. too. Like, so, you know, with my marketing assistant, when she's starting out, she's doing things. I'm like, I used to do exactly the same thing. You didn't fuck up. You're yep. just learning. Yeah, exactly You right. know, so yep. you can actually relate to them better because yep. you've been in that position. You know what it's like. Because you're scared. You're scared yeah. that you're going to mm. disappoint people. Disappointment is the biggest thing for me. Oh. I hate disappointing yeah. people. Disappointment, right. you don't want to, you know, fuck it up like you say. It's just... Yeah, it's taking one step at a time. And I think it makes you a better teacher. Like yeah. Dave was saying, being a better boss, but like you know those hurdles that need to be overcome yeah. and, and how it can go wrong because yeah. you've been there. But you also you value what people do too because it's like, you know, with admin sort of thing, you know when you like do admin stuff or whatever and people are like, well, what is exactly does Lani do for you? And I'm like everything like yeah. Lani is my life and yeah. like she just makes sure my life runs well like because I like what Jay called me off at air before what was that he called me your anchor oh <laughs> as in you're weighing me down oh Lani I don't see yourself well, like Lani that to keep you here you guys can talk about that as much as you want <laughs> Jay's like I am not talking about that argument not going to that argument really no, you're not weighing on that interesting what a funny each to their own. I'm a bit of a shit star. <laughs> okay, cool. So what we actually wanted to get you in here today was to talk about personal branding. So we did an episode recently on personal branding and like I just get asked questions about personal branding a lot. It's becoming more and more of a hot topic. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, obviously doing this for as long as you have, you don't have a business. I mean, like I know you've had something, but you know what I mean? Like you are the brand. Yeah. And so it's like if when you're – you know, when we build our brand for Rebel, when we build brands for clients and stuff, we look at what the brand values are and who their customer is and you that sort of thing. that identity for them. There's a lot of strategy and shit around that. Mm-hmm. But when you are the brand, and I've done personal branding, I'm actually going through this exercise with one of my really close friends at the moment, and she's super meek and super humble and amazing, but like, you know, modest as fuck. Yeah trying to get her to understand that her personal brand doesn't mean I'm going to make her go out and get her hair professionally done and she doesn't have to do a makeup every, you know, like it's about mm. her brand and bringing out how awesome she is to other people. Yeah. So for you, you've been doing this for nearly 30 fucking years. 
What's some things that you've learned along the way of personal branding? Well, my what's your experience? My biggest mistake was saying yes to every single thing. Mm. Don't ever do all. I mean, oh god, that's just good advice uh, for business, life, everything. Don't fucking say yes to everything. No, you can't because what happens is people expect you to say yes every time in the mm-hmm. future. And it's not, you, you don't want to say no just to piss people off, but it's things that, and when you talk about businesses, I actually am my own business because every day I'm on the air, people are like, I know that guy because he talks about mental health issues. He's got to care for animals. Um, he's, uh, he's a gay man. He came out on the breakfast show. So all of these things like sort of formed my business, who I am. So then I was, when I was younger saying yes to everything, Number one, burnt myself out. Number two, mm. it muddied the water for people. What did you stand for, Jay? I couldn't even tell you what I stood for. Couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you. So I, I took a step back and said, okay, I'm going to say yes to the things I align with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Rebel. You, you guys wouldn't go out and do every single thing out there if you didn't align with it. It's like any business. You've got to really look at your strategy, like you say, and go, is this going to align with me? Where is this going to take me for my next step? Is this going to bring me some skills? And it's setting boundaries yeah. as well, I think. Like, if you don't set boundaries for how other people treat you, then you will – they might not even do it consciously, but you can get mistreated as yeah. a person or yeah. as a business because yeah. people will just use you yeah. if you don't set – and that's, in a way, like, you're the one who has to set the boundaries. You know what I mean? They're not going to be the person that does that. So you choosing – being actually putting thought and effort into what you are going to say yes to, what you're going to say no to. And I guess for you then, how did you come about to that? Like what do you, what kind of criteria do you run through on what I say yes to, what I say no to? Like do you actually have like a personal brand statement or do you know what your brand values are? Like what is that when it is you as the brand? Aligning. That's my biggest thing. So when I um, get asked to host things or be guest speakers at something, is it something I know a lot about? Is mm-hmm. it something that I am passionate about talking about or being involved in? Because otherwise it's just we're getting Jay from the radio to, to step in and that's cheapening their message. Yeah. Because you're not going to do it as much justice as someone else no. who's like super keen exactly about right. it is going yep. to do. Yep. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go into a um, you know, birthing centre and talk about childbirth. Like that just doesn't align with yeah. me, right? I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. <laughs> I, mean, I could probably do it, but it brings them nothing and I have... It's a different perspective. Exactly right. I don't know much about the female anatomy, so <laughs> it, it's got nothing to do with me. So I I just align myself with things that I do know about. I'm not going to sound like a dickhead talking about. I would be proud to walk away and say, I, I did a really good job. Yeah. And that person was happy to align with me and I was happy to align with them. It's great. You know, it's about forming relationships and so do you sort of do it then as like a gut instinct sort of thing like okay here's an offer you know is this something that i really feel strongly about no i'm going to pass on it so that somebody who does feel strongly about can take up on it and i suggest people hey i don't think i'm right for this job but i think this person would be better we do the same thing i don't like sending people away with just a no i feel like it softens the blow yeah it does does. and when you're a people pleaser it's also just like a way of kind of mitigating your anxiety over saying no as well but for some people it's hard to ask people that they respect or they're they're really eager to have um and you know they might just be asking you because they're like wow it's jay how good would it be and they say you don't want them to feel bad about asking because good on them it is and that's the thing but i don't want like they, they would pay me handsomely to do these things but then if i walk away and they're not getting what they expected out of it and I'm walking away with a fistful of cash going, yes, they're going to go, mm. that didn't work. Why did we do that? I and it's just yucky. It's terrible. And it's it, deli- it dilutes your brain in a different way. And it's terrible. Mm. It's bad. So. Okay. so that's just a gut instinct. And I think yeah. most of us notice that. Even if we get a client at work, you kind of like, oh, I don't really yeah. love doing this. Yes. Yeah. It just doesn't fit. And you've got to, 
like you say, you, you know what the outcome is going to go because of the gut instinct. You know mm. what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Um, and it's not a no. It's a we're not right for this. Maybe try this person instead. Yeah. yeah. And ours is too, like, because sometimes we'll get people who are just starting out or whatever and they've heard our name or they've seen our work and they're like, oh, we want to work with you. And we're like, great, we're a premium marketing agency yeah. with, like, every service sort of thing. So mm. you probably, if you're just starting out, you might need to be bootstrapping a little bit yeah. at the start. Yeah here's some tips on how you can do that or here's where to start so that you can. Mm. So that way, like you said, they're still kind of coming away with something. Like the same thing as doing a recommendation or whatever. Like you still want to help people, but that doesn't mean you can give everything to people all the time because that doesn't actually work out for anybody. it's better for that person that you said no to and and push them in a way into somebody else's direction by saying, God, that guy was really lovely. He didn't take the job, Ah. but he referred me to somebody else who could do it properly. It's still a good start for that relationship because hopefully they do well and then as they're coming up, you just come across each other again and stuff. Okay, so taking back then to that strategy piece behind personal branding then, like you said, you... You know, you're known as a big animal lover. You came out as gay on fucking radio, man. Like, and mental health issues, you're all over that shit. You're like, let's be loud and proud no matter what's going on. You know, you're known for some very, well, we shouldn't be controversial anymore, but in some ways still kind of divisive yep. sort of things. Yep. You know, again, is that, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but I just want to ask anyway, is that like a conscious thing for you going, I'm going to do this so that I can champion this? Or is this you just going... I need to be honest with my audience. I need to put this out there about who it's I am. Both. I... It's both. Like when it comes to mental health, I think the more we talk about it just uh, collectively, um, the more lives we can potentially save. Um, and I think it's something that should have been spoken about long, long, long time ago before, you know, before we really um, took a stance on it on the breakfast show. Um, but coming out as gay was um, a bit of both of those things. I had to do it for myself and I had to do it for my audience. Imagine a 14 or 15-year-old young girl, young boy, listening at home, thinking they were completely different. Yeah. Um, they can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. We're in a regional city. Mm. Um, that I think it's even more important in regional areas absolutely. for people who do feel secure in who they are yep. Yep. to stand up and do that for people who don't yep. because there's less of those kind of role models. Yep. Um, and, you know, you say about mental health, about saving lives, not just about it's quality of life too, man. Absolutely. The amount of people who go through anxiety or depression or whatever and think that that's just their fucking lot in life to have to deal with that. Yep. And it's like, yep. actually, no, dude, you can go and get help Yep. And there's all these different things that you can do. Yep. And maybe you don't have to feel like shit about things. And maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. Maybe you're actually fucking awesome and you just don't realise it yet. And I've, I've found myself in this position of being in Mackay. I love Mackay. I've got roots here big time. My mum was a Mackay girl and still is a Mackay girl. And, like, I've grown up here ever since I was a kid, coming up on holidays and now permanently been here for 20 years. But it's um, it's very male-dominated. It's very, some people say rednecked. I don't agree with that, but I can see why they would say that. It's very, you know, dominant. But coming out as a gay man on a male-dominated radio station, <laughs> I thought, shit, this is going to go down like a lead balloon. Mm. And it it didn't. It actually flew. That lead balloon flew a little bit. And um, it's changed people's minds, perceptions, and, you know, I got a lot of thanks out of that. But I didn't do it for ratings. I didn't do it for, you know, uh, for, you know, what do they call it these days? Um, clout or whatever the, the word is these days. But I did it because it was being true to myself. I didn't have to lie on the air anymore because people mm. would be like, when are we going to meet your girlfriend? Um, but that As was I say, t- they might not think it's – but there's all those – it's not like a full-on outright lie. No. It's all those little kind of questions yeah. and stuff where you just sort of deflect things or whatever. Yeah, exactly mm. right. And that, that came around and talking about personal brand, since then – 
I've had, you know, I've been, I've been speaking in schools. So it's taken me away from radio, being the J from the radio. It's just being to the guy on the radio who happens to be like everybody else. Yeah. Just a, a little bit different. And you, child, can grow up to be a little bit different, whether you're gay, whether, you know, whatever it is you are that you identify as not being normal. Mm. You know, that's, that's helped my personal brand a bit. I don't want to be the poster boy for gay and lesbian children or, or adults, but I've been slapped with it and I'm happy to run with it, you know. I think it's going people. people, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. So I recently came out in a way myself. So um, we have our newsletter that comes out every Friday um, called Wild Oats. And so I put into this one about how I had started therapy, which was the appointment was just the, my first appointment was the day before. And for me, it's kind of like nothing's actually happened. So it's not like, you know, um, I just had something crash down yesterday. I'm not depressed. I'm still functioning and running a business and, you know, trying to set up a fucking house and all the rest of it. (laughs) You're not making it easy for you. (laughs) But, you know, I've got this sort of, there's these bits of shit sort of hanging around that I'm just like, I just want some help clearing this stuff. I don't think I'm actually capable of figuring all of these bits and pieces out. I want someone else to help me with this. And it's like from the very first session that I had, he taught me a few things like about neuroscience and stuff. Whenever people teach me things, I automatically always like them. So that was a really good start. <laughs> and, you know, a couple of insights and stuff about myself. And just from that first, like I said, I was not at the brink of suicide. I wasn't depressed. I wasn't struggling to get out of bed. Like I had nothing like that. But just those, that first session and, you know, him kind of seeing things from an objective perspective and sharing it with me was like, Oh, you know, that's, that's, I feel so much better already about this particular thing. So it's that quality of life, but then sharing it in wild oats, Mm. I was like, so one of my things of my homework was to normalize being in therapy because I see it as a massive weakness. It's admitting failure, et cetera. That's my connotation with it. So to try and get past that is to put it out there. And so I was like, I put in wild oats. And at the time I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. And then I was like, as I normally do with stuff, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Sent it off. Yeah. And then immediately, like the Facebook messages, text messages, reply emails, you know, on the day, over the weekend, what I've gotten back from people, you know, even a friend of mine has asked for the contact details for the person that I'm seeing because yeah. she's going through something difficult and she's like, more stubborn than I am. So for her to ask that was so huge. You know what I it's mean? It's the ripple like, effect though, you yeah. know? You don't know Dude, From one resp- little email, yeah. from yeah. one fucking appointment, yeah. just admitting like, yeah, I'm yeah. seeing a psych and what do you call it? And, you know, it's just the effect that's come back. And it, like you said, those thank yous and messages from people, it's it's just like, it's not that you do it so that people say that to you, but it's so fucking nice, man. It like, makes you because, feel like you're making a difference, you know? Yeah. It really does. And it makes you too, like it's sort of people saying, oh, I actually went to therapy or I've been in therapy for the last eight years or I did this. Yeah. And it's just like, it is so much more normal than we realize. Like health is just health. Whether but to it's everybody else physical. looking at you going, oh shit, Jade's got it all together. She's got this business. She's renovating. Like, you know what I mean? But in your head, you're like, oh, like, I swear to God, I don't know how that comes yeah, across. Exactly right. And you know, I think that's a strong trait for business owners. I think it's a strong trait for people in general, especially leaders in our region as well. I think it's, you get to a point in life where you're like, oh, I'm supposed to have shit together by now. Yeah. And if I don't and people see that, yeah. then... When is yeah. that point that it kicks in? Then, you feel, yeah. you feel <laughs> then I'm doing something yeah. wrong. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. So, yeah. you know, cover yeah. that up. Don't hide that. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. 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 No, it's great. Good on you. Hey, oh, yeah, well, you know, this is all about me. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not about you. Oh, I'm proud of you. That's great. That's a perfect segue just to talk about yourself and Brandon. I think you're sure. Booyah. Who's good at 
about talking about themselves. <laughs> no, but I Actually, like no, I'm that. quite shit at it, but anyway. <laughs> you did very well, though. I love that. <laughs> well, I just feel really strongly yeah. on it, too, sort of thing. And it's such a new experience for me, kind of sharing that stuff, because I always think of myself, in some ways, I'm extremely open and too much, like, oversharing. In some ways, I'm extremely private. Yeah. And so that whole personal brand thing, I yeah. think, plays into that about... I want to be transparent and stuff, but at the same time, you know, I do believe in keeping things to myself, which brings my next thing as well. So with you, again, you know, I'm going to hop back to this, but it's just such a prominent one. But, you know, coming out as gay on radio, Mm. you know, rather than it being like just a story or something originally, you know what I mean? Like the way that you did it, everything was such a way of standing up and fucking claiming it. Where, you know, for certain things, like I know certain things that have happened in your personal life that you don't put out everywhere. You know, where do you draw that line on what is public and what's private? Um, I think there comes communication, again, because you don't want to damage your personal brand as well. And not that anything that's happened in my life would damage the personal brand. Yeah, but I, some I, stuff also just needs to be for you and your family exactly and shit, right. man. And that's the thing. So when I speak to my husband, Jamie, we talk about things. We've got a line about what can be talked about, what can't be talked about. With Dave, I know lots of Dave's personal life. Um, I know what can be spoken about. I know what can't be spoken about and mm-hmm. vice versa. So that comes to communication. So just yeah. having those conversations yep. sort of thing where it's yep. like, I've opened up to you about yep. this. Don't fucking use it on radio. Yep. I will hunt you down that's to skin e- your life. That's exactly right. We, <laughs> we have those conversations all the time. <laughs> but um, we, we always do, if we have a conversation via text or in person, we just do an NFA, nah. not for air. Oh, right. Yeah, so okay. we don't, if it goes to air, like, you know, um, there's, there's things in his personal life that, he has struggled with over the years. He's like, and I'm like, damn it, man, that'd be great content. He's like, do not. <laughs> so I've tried to I mean, I love you and time. everything, yeah, exactly but you're right. just such a good source of content. <laughs> yes. But no, but I respect the line. Reason I love you. <laughs> there's a reason there's, there's, there's that line there, and I don't often agree with it because we do disagree on everything. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, D- Dave and I disagree on everything. Oh, I thought we were talking about you and Jamie. Oh, no, then. Jamie and I. No, yeah. Jamie and the I. The other partner in your yeah, life. Yeah, my, other, my actual husband. Your work husband in your life. I'll say because like your actual husband, husband, you guys seem very on the same page with we are, things. But yeah. we also see we are similar, but we're also very different. Yeah, which works. That's yeah. how it yeah. works. Yeah. yeah, it works very well. For yes, us. he's definitely because obviously Jamie works with us. He's definitely not the um, more extroverted sense that you are. And that's what I think. You know, the opposites attract. It really mm. does with us too. So you know, he's yeah. the, he brings me down because sometimes I can probably get a bit too much. Um, but I also well, he does that with me. The anger. <laughs> it's the anger again. That's what it is. Just dragging <laughs> me down. Now that it's being repeated, I'm not sure I love the analogy. I because I bastardized it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it does. You're like my brick. <laughs> you guys are like J and Day. You should do the breakfast show on Triple M sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I oh think God, we're in the no. right time slot for that. Nighttime, late night. Yeah. <laughs> well, those buttons and shit, though, man, the actual technical aspect of it, yeah. I think the talking part alone would be quite actual, like, onerous sort of thing, yeah. but. All the technical, I would never. We Lani has to run all the tech. Yeah, like, I can't even do this. Intricate setup, which just has a small paddleboard. And yeah. even then, Jade's like, oh, what are they all doing? Like, don't touch, touch anything. anything. She yeah. won't even let me use sound effects on things. It's so mean. She doesn't wear the headphones, so she can't just press a button. <laughs> you sound like the Dave, and you're the Jade. Uh, <laughs> Again, the anchor. That's what it is. Oh, look, some of us just need to shine that little bit brighter. Exactly right. All right, so back to personal friends. Yes, I know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so the next thing I really want to talk to you about was, um, and I guess this is the first thing that we first started talking about with this podcast, was the fact that, again, it has been nearly 30 years that you've been in radio and you are the brand, you are the business in that way. 
for 30 years, how do you keep your brand fresh and relevant? You know, because that's like you think about um, like Coca-Cola and Maccas and those kind of big brands that we know that have been around for ages and ages. Mm. We're not still seeing the same stuff from Maccas from 30 years ago, let alone 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, they, it evolves. Yeah. It, it changes. It keeps it fresh. But even You know, business, like are you <laughs> doing makeup? Sorry. Yeah. Well, even with the business, you'd review marketing strategy. You'd yeah. review how you approach your business each year, let alone every couple of years. Yeah. So do you do that personally? I do, but I was I mean, thinking... you getting a makeover every year. Oh, no, so I wish. Does it look like I... Does it look Yeah. No, but that's the thing is brand is beyond radio. It's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, emceeing, yeah. you know, speaking engagements, yeah. um, even just the photos and all that kind of stuff. Social mm. media makes us, put us, puts us in the hands of everybody. It's actually a huge, 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 huge input to branding from a radio point of view. So we have a brand stylist. So every time we have a photo shoot and stuff, really? somebody is, uh, they sort of direct you to what to wear. Yeah. And, and so that's helped me in my personal life going, because I have no dress sense at all. I'm the ungayest gay man. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you're gay. Doesn't that oh automatically mean you're good at fashion? Jeez, Jay, you're smashing stereotypes on front and center. So um, that does help me in my personal life. I'll be like, oh, I'll take those ideas and I'll use them in my personal life. But I was thinking about this question, though, when I um, knew that I was coming to chat with you guys today, because I thought, how do I, like, rebrand and how do I keep relevant I was joking with Jamie about keeping fresh and relevant we might have heard about that yeah but but so cute though (laughs) he um and I was talking to him about it but it's true I think what it is is being true to who who you are also knowing what's happening in your environment so Mm -hmm. when I see like the radio has changed so much since I first started uh here in Mackay things have changed the music's changed the station's changed we were CFM we were Triple M I think it's just always being about floating on top of that ocean. So the ocean always changes, the mm-hmm. environment around it changes, you're that cork on top. So if you don't change with it, you're going to sink straight away. Yeah. So you've got to go with the flow. You've got to take what is coming at you, even because in a, a radio sense, the station changes. So I have to change with the station. So a demographic has changed. Now I have to look at what are females aged 25 to 54 interested in? Um, they've got kids. They've got, so I'm now. So that's going, a conscious yeah, thing. Like you go yeah. out and research what's yeah. trends, what's interesting, Absolutely. what's happening, yeah. what's TikTok and I don't about. Have kids. Mm. So it's hard for me knowing what a mum and a dad and ch- I've got a mortgage, I've got a husband, but I don't have the children, I've got dogs. So it's got always, a lot. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> a lot right. of pets. Exactly <laughs> right. So I've always got to do the home research to go. Where am I audience sitting? Where is my brand sitting? Who am I talking to now? Not just in a radio sense, but when I'm away from Triple M and I think that's hard for people to detach me away from because I've been on the radio for so such a long time is I am a person who has my own personal brand on the outside, but even that I have to make sure that I'm talking to the right people. I'm not trying to be a Kim Kardashian yeah. fan and Britney Spears, but that's not who I am. So, mm. um, yeah, it's always about keeping on top of that ocean with the, as the cork. And so what about from that visual perspective then? Have you ever done, like, you know, so you say when you do the brand sales thing, like the clothes and everything like that, have you ever consciously been like, oh, you know what, I want to freshen up my brand a little bit, I'm going to shave the beard or I'm going to do this? Like is there any kind of visual aspect that comes into it or are you just sort of like, I will just steal tips from the brand stylist once a year? I take styles tips and I steal them every now and then, but the beard (laughs) came from the, the styling of the radio station. Right. So I never used to have a beard. I think when mm. I, you and I worked yeah. together years and years ago or we did some work together, I had fresh skin. You and were, I was, you were fresh face. So then the beard come along and I thought, well, that's a great brand. So now people know me as Jay with a beard. Yeah. I always wear a hat. Yeah. Always mm. wear a hat. Um, and that's become my brand. Um, 
yes, I got thin on top of the age of 21, whatever it is, but I was wearing hats ever since I was 13. Well, and that's what I mean. It's like those visual components too, that part of what makes up your brand as well. It's like, okay, this is what you stand for, but it's also, this is how you're, because it's like logos and stuff. It's like how you're recognized visually. What are you famous for is what Mm. they say. Um, I remember when Dave and I were on CFM at the day and we had a billboard that was put up in Serena. And they made not me awkward take, at all being on a billboard. No, no, but they made me take my hat off for that photo shoot. No, we, I vaguely remember that. They put the photo on the billboard, and we had complaints—not complaints. People running the radio station, who's that guy with Dave? <laughs> so they actually had to pull the billboard down and we put a new one up with the hat on. So because it is, it's part your of your brand. That's what makes you recognizable. Yeah. So when I buy a hat now. I actually buy three of the same kind of hat, which lasts me, you know, quite six months. So yeah, it's always yeah, the same right. hat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you do put kind of thought and effort into that. And I, I think mean, I know it doesn't look like it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing pineapple shoes to buy out loud. I did notice that. They're very cute. Because that's because it's all dark and then there's exactly like these right. flary shoes. A pop of colour. <laughs> yeah. Pop of colour. Yeah. No, you could be a designer. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Only with the help of my stylist at work. Okay, and so then on that t- same token, so like I said, nearly 30 years, your brand has changed and it is something that you do put thought and effort into maintaining because it is part of your livelihood in a way. People recognize you and know you for certain things or whatever. Um, You know, like I think I said to this too in the thing as well, it's like, you know, 25-year-old Jay will be a lot different to 35-year-old Jay Mm. as compared to 40-something Jay. Mm. You know, your brand also growing up with you as well. Is that something that you've been conscious of too? Like, do you look back at things from 20, 30 years ago and be like, what the fuck? Why did someone let me do that? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, is that is that a thing? Yeah. Um, so Facebook memories is great for oh this sort of stuff. Oh, my God, yes. Facebook memories, just go through your own memories and you can see how much you've revolved and changed. But and how I, much of a twat you used to oh be as God. well. And the stuff that you used to post. Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? But, um, but, like, you know, the fashion sense, the things that I stood for, the things I would post about. I'm um, Honestly, you go back and look at your Facebook pages from tw- 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 15 years ago, and look at the stuff that you post then compared to what you're posting now. You can see where you've changed. You can see how you've evolved. I'm not wearing the same clothes I used to wear. I'm not saying using the same language. I'm more mm. positive now. Back then I was negative as yeah, hell. Like right. it's, so that's actually a good report card. Mm. If you go, oh, fuck, I have changed. Um, I used to love Transformers. I used to post the Transformers. I used to wear Transformers hats and shirts and everything. Oh, my God, you posted <laughs> that Transformers. Like 15, 16 years ago. Next time that comes up, you need to share that with me. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. But that made, and but I would never delete that. No. It makes me go, right, you've come a long way. Now, I mean, now that you love whatever it is you love now, but but that's a good indication that I have changed. I've moved with the times a little bit. Um, but really, um, it's the more personal stuff, not the physical stuff like the, you know, the clothes and stuff, but the things that I'm aligning with. Because I do post a lot, but we're talking about sharing a lot. I share a lot on social media, not for any more clouds or anything like that, just because I like to share with my family, my friends, and people who do are actually interested in my life. So I share that. But it's a radio personality, man. Yeah. Like putting yourself out there yeah. is kind of part of who you like, it's part yeah. of your personality you as well, sort of thing. Relevant. You want to mm. be relevant to people, you know, and see and be there for them to reach out to you. So. Do you use your own social media audience, like of your friends and your family, to kind of gauge what you would share in a more public sense? I used to. Yeah. I used to. But then yeah. I think friends and family were onto the whole, are you going to use this on the radio? Yeah. So, and it wasn't fair on them because I no. wasn't saying to them, oh, you know, I'm just going to use this on the show. 
and they knew that I would, but um, I just look around me now. So this will be content for tomorrow's breakfast show. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm actually always the interviewer. Yeah. Being interviewed is kind of hard for me. (laughs) Um, So this is... This is the thing, and I put this on the air when I talk about this. It'll be, it's it's hard because people don't like to talk about themselves sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it is struggle. Like, I know we jokingly say that we do, but it is hard. Like, yeah, you know, fuck you over. Know, I'm mean, not that interesting. Why would I want to talk about but, it? But see, I, I disagree. The things that you, in your life, but that's, I think that's where we all come from. To me, I have the most boring life. But everyone's like, oh, my God. What? Can't believe you're doing this Radio. and this. You do all kinds of cool shit exactly. all the time. Yeah. I'm, I follow you on socials. Yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah, this yeah. stuff. But to me, because I think we live in that moment. Social media has a lot to answer for. Yeah. We show the best part of everything in our lives, but we don't talk about the shitty parts of life. That's why I think. Which I think is real. a natural human sort of yeah. instinct as yeah. well. You're not sort of like, hey, here's all the crappy things about me. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of like, this was nice, so I wanted to share it. Yeah. And I think it's it can. celebrations. Yeah. yeah. You're creating little yeah. celebrations. Small wins and yeah. that kind of thing. And, that's yeah. it. and I think yeah. it can have a negative connotation for people because then they're like, well, you're only sharing the good stuff. Yes. And it's like, well, do you want me to share when I stubbed my toe? Like, yeah. it's, yeah. Of course, you know, I'm sharing this thing because it's, we generally like to share positive news. And it's twofold. You scroll through, and if you're in a negative space, you're like, oh, you're going to see it in a negative way but if you're scrolling through and you're like everyone is ugly crying today is a really bad day like it can put a shift on your mood hey social media yeah see i'm one of those people i go through things and i'm like oh that looks really cool i don't know they were doing that like it's sort of i don't sort of take other i don't think i do take other people's wins as my failures Uh, anyway i guess it's just one of those things to talk to <laughs> you know what I'm like too. I will actually probably start a running list on my phone of things I need to talk to my therapist about. Because I can't remember stuff. So I mean, you're paying the person to do it. You may as well get your money's worth, right? I'm just saying. That's why I said when I sat down with him, I'm like, look, I understand that the sooner I'm open with you, the faster that you'll be able to so do whatever you need to do. You need to talk about. And he was like, all right. I said, look, I just like to be productive. I'm just, I'm all about efficiency. He's making notes like, okay. She's, she's running this meeting. Uh, it's hard for me to talk about myself, but here is all my wide open wounds from the last um, 38 years. Now fix it. Yeah. (laughs) I literally said that. I said, okay, how do we fix this? And he was like, just so we can get a misconception out of the way, I don't fix you. (laughs) You fix you. And I'm like, one step at a time. Why do I need you then? Okay. (laughs) But you had to to do it head on. You had to address the things. that. It's just more efficient. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. It's easier. Right, basically. Yeah. Okay, so when you think about, like you said, this evolving brand and you're looking at your audience and stuff, but then you're still having to be authentic and stuff to yourself, that's actually a lot of thought. Mm. Like, that's a lot of actual thinking and everything behind it. Is this something that you do by yourself or is this something like you and Dave do together because you guys do have a partnership brand as well? Yeah. Um, there's actually three kind of brands, J, mm. Triple M. Jay and Dave, and then there's Jay. So mm. it has to fall into the categories. Does it work for me? I've got a podcast coming out very soon, um, which is uh, one that I've, uh, I was doing a couple of years ago, um, but it's now coming back and it's going to be on our listener app. And I Is this the mental health one? Yeah, it's about struggles. Oh, yeah. we will put the link in the show notes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it, um, it, so that was my, that's my, my child. So that's coming back to um, to being broadcast again and, and created. So I had to look at it. my personal brand. Yes, would it fit Triple M if they were interested in doing it, which they are. So that it fits that. So there's all these little things. Um, what I do because if I want to do something, it is a a passion project. So it's not something that I want to do to you know get more listeners and lots of stuff. It's about sharing that message. So, but if I'm going to do that work on that, can I use Triple M as a platform or the listener app as a platform to get that message out as well? 
yeah. So then it fits all those little boxes. So mm-hmm. I do that with everything that I do that I want to do on a business level or radio station level or whatever to make sure that it ticks all those boxes. Yeah. So for people who... thinking. Uh, and that's what I think. That's what I'm trying to get across to people as well. Like you don't have to... I'm not saying that you need to craft your brand like it's something separate from you or it's like this persona that you're stepping into or whatever. Like it still needs to be genuine and everything. But at the same time, who knows themselves really well if you don't reflect on it? And those kind of things just come down to does it feel right? Yeah. Rather than, you know, Am I just doing it for the sake of doing it? Yeah. yeah. It's like, does it feel right? Yeah. Is it authentic to me? Yeah. You know, is it going to work? That and, way? you know, I think knowing, you know, just like we do brand values and stuff for businesses, knowing what your personal values are and that they can change over time and stuff as you grow older and come across more things or whatever. No, I think that's a really good starting point for creating a brand is actually just knowing what you personally value because that's then what you get to be known for. You know, like if being loyal is super important to you, then that's, you know, probably a a value for you that you want to demonstrate in everything that you do. So you're not going to chop and change between different deals. Mm. You're probably going to like, you know, sign up for something for two years or whatever because you want to be loyal to one thing. Absolutely. So if you've got young professionals and remember that, you know, we're talking to like solicitors and accountants and all that sort of stuff as well as say people who are wanting to get into radio and just like um you know even it doesn't think just any industry and stuff people can have a personal brand like and you don't have to be an owner or or anything you don't have to be someone in the public eye like you know you can have a personal brand you know whatever you're doing as employee etc when people are first starting out in that knowing coming from your i hate to use the term mistakes but from what you've learned over the years that's the way of saying that um, you know, what tips would you give to those people when they're first starting to, because that's what I get asked. It's like, how do I figure out my personal brand? But, but, you know, because people, they don't know where to start. And well, I think you said the first one is don't say yes to everything. That's Obviously right. you want to learn from yeah. everything yeah. you can, yeah. but working out what fits with you. Get a piece like of paper, can. write down your passions. Like, and I, I've done that many times before. So in my radio, when things, uh, you know, go up and down, ebbs and flows in radio, I'm like, how? what else can I do while I'm doing it? I love the show. What else can I do to try and build my skills or, you know, get something extra? So that's where the, the podcast came from. Okay, podcasting, it's audio medium, people are doing it. So what can I do from, what can I talk about? I love animals. Should I talk about the animals? Everyone's talking about animals. Scrap that off. And then I just went through a bit of a list. And that's just an example. So yeah. if you are... So if you're not in media, if you're just an average Joe Blow, what are you passionate about? Are you passionate about helping people? Are you passionate about, um, you know, going and sitting with older people at an old person's home because they don't have any family and friends? Like, I know that's a silly um, sort of example. No, no, no. But I think it's one of the things that hit home with that's you. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah so, so if it's sort of like, because yeah. I've actually got a friend who's like that where yeah. she just loves old people. Yeah. And, you know, that whole where some older people, when she, when she was a little kid, she found out that some older people don't have family yes. anymore. Yeah. And Devastate. so yeah. for, for her sort of thing, that was like a really hard, it's like the Orange Sky Boys. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? When they found out when they were younger that people are homeless, yeah. to them it was just such a shock. Yeah. And now they've created a fucking movement, you yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Like Changing lives. Not that you have to do that big of a yeah. personal branding yeah. thing, yeah. jump, but like, yeah, it's figuring out what kind of, what really gets you in the heartstrings sort well, of thing, what means something yeah. The old person's home thing. So, for example, you could go, right, beyond me going and sitting with an older person, can I create a foundation where that we raise money to get 
uh, dogs to go into said person's yeah. old person's home. Or and even a step before that, just taking a group of people exactly once a week. Right. You, yep. know, you, you yep. start baby yep. steps. Yep. You, you, you sharing that raise money for bunches of flowers to take to the old ladies who don't yep. have any family. Like it's just small things like that. Oh, goosebumps. In. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you, what do you do? What can you do to try and make a difference in people's lives? You don't have to be on the radio. You don't have to be multimillionaire. You can do something so small. And I think that's too, it's like knowing what you're passionate about and what really hits home with you, whether it's about you know, understanding what your personal brand is, but it's also what value you can give back to the world. And I think that's where a personal brand should come to is like, what is your value in this world? And it's, you know, and quite often it'll be that you do stand up for something sounds confrontational. I don't mean it as like, I know that what you stand for and it's sort of then that is not only what you give back to and where you help out and where you're making an impact. It's also your brand and what you're known for. And, you know, but even just the kind of work that you do and stuff like knowing what you're passionate about. People say it, it's a lot fucking easier to say it than to figure it out. And even as a 39 year old person who fucking loves what they do and it's yeah. so ingrained in it it's like anyone who knows me knows that business is like a big part of who I am and I used to feel really bad about that too whereas I'm sort of coming more to terms with that as well but oh shit I just lost my train of thought but when you love something it's not work mm. like when you're passionate about oh yes it is work because it stresses you and all but you know what you get to do what you love for, for a living thank you and calling it's, it a personal brand is just putting a title on it but you would still do what you do every day if, day, yeah, yeah. if we didn't go Jay, what's your personal brand? Yeah, like, what yeah, are you looking yeah, at? It exactly. also means that, to sorry, I remembered my thought, <laughs> is that when you're passionate about something, you can also, you still have those, like you said, ebbs and flows of time, whatever, where it's like, wow, this is really hard right now, well, or this has changed this. my mind, yeah. or this, and it's like, am I still passionate about this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, like, I know I've spoken to people, like, you know, doing keynotes to uni students and stuff where they come up and they're like, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, yeah. you will fall in and out of what passions are yeah. through your life. You're not necessarily always going to be 100% clear on it. But if you keep reflecting and keep coming back to it, that's the like that's the advice that I give to people sort of Keeping thing. Keeping it fresh and rebranding. Yourself <laughs> a little bit. Like, honestly, that's how you keep on. Because I could have got – and I have been bored many times over the years where I'm like – why am I doing this? And then, but it's just because you're a human, everything. man. Exactly you know right. what I mean? Exactly like everything right. becomes yep. drudgery yep. if we let it. Yep. Exactly right. So, but then I reinvented um, the wheel. Okay, so this isn't working. How about we do this? How about we do this? How about we change? So my brain is never stopping. It's always thinking about the next best thing. So, yeah. So you future plan a lot about your brand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know what's coming up in two months, three months from now. Like oh, wow. radio wise, I know what's coming up in personal life wise. So it's always about, and but that's how I work. I wouldn't yeah. suggest everybody do that because it gets exhausting up here, and that's why I need to detach and go. <laughs> I'm a planner as well. I yeah, feel you. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's why I have my. It's animals. useful, but also difficult. <laughs> I, I detach and I lay down with my animals, and that's everyone's like, "Let's go out and let's get on the pier." And I'm like, mm, I just want to spend time with my animals. I'm all fuzzy and warm. But that's when I get my good ideas, and that's when I just relax. And I think everybody needs to find that balance. So yes. yeah, because you work so hard to do what you want to do. Well, I'm going to show a bit of my personal brand now and be really annoying to Lani. So, Lani, what do you think is one of the characteristics of your personal brand? Oh, gosh, I was worried you were going to ask me something like I'm interested, Lani. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me. I can't put him on the spot. He's in radio. It doesn't It doesn't happen. You're the Sorry. only person I can put on the spot in this podcast today. Okay. Part of my personal brand is that I ordinarily like to be very behind the scenes. So, I have been at Jay, in Jade's life and her work wife 
for over a decade now um, and many people still don't actually know me, which is I'm totally fine with that. I <laughs> like to be behind the scenes. I am worked out that I'm good at organising, but I like to do a little bit of everything. So um, I really struggled with this question and Jade even asked me the other day because I have been working from home at the moment and things have changed with my role a bit again. She goes, what are we going to call your title? I'm like, I don't even care because what I do each day is totally different. And, you know, you've said this recently today. I can't remember um, who was in the room, but describing what I do for you and for the business is sometimes very intentional. So, um, yeah, I've worked out that that's part of what I like. And it's interesting upon reflection, I've worked out that I am quite introverted, which I wouldn't have expected ordinarily my personality to be and and how people see me. Um, But I've worked out, yeah, from that reflection and from watching Jade reflect on herself and grow, kind of going, oh, yeah, I know. How how would people see my experience with that and how it actually was? Mm. You know, once you layer those two things together, you go, that's why I did that. Yeah. And, yep. and that this is where I'd actually want to be and this is where I was. But behind every successful person, and Jade's quite successful in, in doing this business stuff, there's always somebody who is instrumental in pushing that person in the right, right direction. Have I made the wrong decisions? No, you're doing great. What have I got on board? This is what you're doing today. Like, this is what I want to do. Maybe you should think twice about that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Jamie, my other half, is very like, nice about it. Yeah, Jamie, my other half, I don't pay him to do it, but he does it for free. <laughs> but um, he's very much like that. Dave is like that with me. So I think like what you say, like yeah. your characteristics for your job and you're like oh shit what do I do sometimes I look at my own guys you didn't ask me that because I'm like what is it that I do I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> which is so I weird. thought what you do was so obvious I didn't even worry about it that's why I put her on the spot <laughs> but I think damn it I had a chance to and I missed it <laughs> from an outside point of view like I didn't even know that you're instrumental in doing what Jade did. So you've done that very well for me to go. Fuck, I didn't know that. People think I'm a lot better than what I am. Trust me, man. It's a whole fucking illusion. I swear but to God. You're the duck underneath going like this the whole time, and she's on top going, "Everything is great." You know? <laughs> Not exactly, <laughs> but you know, close. We're both kind of the duck. Yeah. Run with it, I say. Run yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We've worked out an interesting dynamic, and thank you. It's definitely helped me work out my personal brand. Fantastic. And see, here you are doing a video podcast and behind the scenes, my ass. <laughs> and a part of something Jade really um, enjoys doing for work and for the team is um, personal development with people. So that's it's why she likes to put me on people. the spot and asking me awkward questions. But doesn't it, you know, making something awkward or unfamiliar, it actually pushes you a bit further. So it gets to know you a little bit better. Yes. It's good yeah. and it's just interesting, yeah. man. Like yeah, I ask questions think- people because I'm interested in it. The same yeah. thing with like the no, you asked that stuff. to be a shit then. I did. Yeah, no, true. But I actually was interested because it is something we've talked about before, and I know that's something that you do ruminate on occasionally as well. So yes, it's ruminating again. <laughs> I don't know what that mean word means. Ruminating means thinking about. You use it in the, you use it in the context of it's, marinating. You know, it's, it's doing its own thing. It's just like. Okay. When you yeah, ruminate on something, you're just pondering on it. See, this is why I'm on radio. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Cool, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Really Anytime. appreciate it. I loved, uh, getting, yeah, to, it's, it's nice to be on this side of the table, but I don't realize sometimes and think until maybe it's time for you to come on my podcast because okay. this is. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what it is. Like, it makes you go standing back and, and talking about it, even though it's challenging and hard. And you hear about what you have achieved and all that sort of stuff. It makes you go, I'm doing pretty okay. Yeah, 
And that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a nice acknowledgement. I'm trying to get to that stage. You're going to get there. You're Um, there. You're already there. You're already there. Yeah, it'll happen. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming in, Jay. We really appreciate talking to you. And we will be tuning in tomorrow to listen. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.